not drunk. You're drunk. This isn't your DOI. This is my DOI. Here you. All this and more on today's Fire to Stop Breakdown. Hit it, Joshua. The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Wolfpack, welcome to the Failure Stop Case Breakdown. Failure Stop Podcast Channel, number one channel where first responders go to be informed and entertained five days a week, plus extra Patreon content. There's a new Patreon, Last Call Unfiltered, uh, titled, Did We Just Get Cyber Attacked? Question mark. That's on the Patreon. Uh, Josh and I break down everything that happened over the last couple of days. Uh, just a short recap on that for 2024. We've got a Movie that came out, uh, produced, I guess, or uh, written in part by the Obama family about a satellite falling out of the sky and EMPs at the end of the world. And then all of a sudden, we have a solar flare EMP. A satellite falls out of the sky, according to CBS News, over Alaska at the same time that the pharmaceutical companies lose their internet, uh, their cyber attacked. And then AT&T and Verizon folks can't use their cell phones. All of this happening in the course of three days on the heels of a Friday news story where they put out that Russia has come up with this very ominous threat about space and satellites. We can't really tell you about it, but also you better sign this $60 billion Ukraine bill. It's all very, I don't know. I'm not saying that I can see through it or anything, but I kind of see through it. Uh, head over to Patreon. You can listen to the full breakdown and our monologue on it. If you wish, uh, we've got red in the chats, which is very funny because all morning this morning, we were working on the red chapter of pig Latin, a seriously funny, true story. Final manuscript is due to the publishing house on the 28th. And um, what they came at me last night, very late last night was that um, the chapter with red makes me seem very toxic and uh, sexist. So they want to retell some of my original locker room banter with red because it seems highly inappropriate for police locker room or police gymnasium talk, chat, banter. And I said, um, no, I said, no, it's the first time I've really pushed back on this part of the book. I said, no, um, you can you can put a caveat that says now this chapter is going to make me seem very sexist and very misogynistic. But, you know, uh, just keep reading and and Red becomes much more than I thought she was going to be. Uh, but yes, Red, I, I think at the very first part of the chapter that some of the women's um, in the editing situ- situation think that uh, that my thoughts about you may have been too rough and mean. So I told him that they could call you. Actually. I said, I'll give you her number. Uh, that's how it went down. That's, that's how it went down for her. Uh, whether you like it or not, that's what being a, a woman in policing is really like. She, she caught a lot of shit and she caught a lot of shit from me first. Um, and then, you know, but that's, that is how it goes. And listen, I told him, I said, I, you know, they said, well, what's the point of putting it in the book? I said, well, if you're a female wanting to be a cop, don't you think you should know what it's going to be like uh, dealing with, with idiots like me um, and how you, the different routes you could take. I mean, I even put in the book that Red could have went and did the hostile law, you know, hostile work environment, all that, but she fought through it just like I fought through when I was being harassed as a, as a new rookie. And it formed us into being two of the best cops, two of the best partners, uh, at that time in those, in those beats. So, uh, anyway, we've been going back and forth about that all morning and, uh, but it's really funny. I didn't know red was going to be in the chats today. So, uh, really cool that she's here. Naishkin, Good morning, sir. From Sweden, uh, Michael Hendricks, Falconator. Uh, a lot of people in the chats, Braden McGaha looks new to be in the chats. I don't recognize that name. Braden, welcome. Uh, we're breaking down a police chief that was slammed for showing up drunk again to a new Jersey shore. DUI on a main street. So with me to break it down is Tyler from the anti-hero podcast, quickly becoming one of my favorite podcasts uh, in my repertoire. 
of podcasts. I, I dance around with a lot of news and, and political podcasts on both sides. Um, and I have a good routine and I don't really listen to podcasts anymore for luxury purposes. I only listen to podcasts for research purposes because I'm live five days a week almost. But anti-hero is one of these things where they come up with these titles and they have these guests that I'm like, dude, I've got to hear this. I've got to hear this. Recently, you guys just had another banger episode. What was your last episode? Oh, man, I don't even remember. Oh, it was the uh, child uh, child trafficking and human trafficking. Uh, yeah. He owns a non nonprofit called Dark ben Dark Horse Benefits. And so it, Brent used to work for him when they would go they would go overseas, do human trafficking. And then they were like, holy shit, this is a fucking problem here in the States. And no one's doing anything about it. So then they shifted their focus on the United States. And, you know, and then they also do side things with local police to fucking nab a child predators and stuff like that. It's pretty good stuff. Yeah. Very good episode. Um, and then also they've had other episodes. They got a Marcus Luttrell episode coming out back. Was he a fraud or was he not? They did an exposing of Rob O'Neill um, episode, which was crazy. They had a uh, former cop gone porn star, which actually was one of my favorite episodes of any podcast. I tell people to listen to it constantly because she accidentally slips up and says that her parents like watch her porn. Yeah, she says, uh, I mean, I don't know if my dad watches. I hope not. <laughs> like, I hope right. not. <laughs> like, it's very weird. Um, uh, it, it, that was like one of the craziest podcast moments um, in podcast history. I, I think that should be. Did you make that a reel? If not, can yeah. you go back and oh, make yeah. that a reel? It's one of the best performing reels on Instagram. Dude, oh my gosh. It was, uh, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? So, anyway, if you guys haven't checked out the Anti Hero podcast, get on it. Today's show is brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Sleep so good, it's scary. Listen, do you know why I'm not drunk in public all the time? You know why I'm not out on the town acting like an ass all the time? I have the tendencies. I could be that guy easily. I could easily be that guy. But I have a ghost bed to go home to. And it just kind of makes everything else seem bum. Like, well, I could stay out past nine o'clock or I could go home, jump in my ghost bed, make love to my wife, have probably another child, make it number six and call it a night. I don't get drunk in public and make an ass of myself because ghost bed keeps me grounded, keeps me in reality. I always say mental health and mental wellness starts with a good night's sleep. That's why we're proud to partner with people like Ghostbed. Beds made in the good old help me out here. USA, USA, USA. USA. You're terrible at that. Um, did you do you know the Black National Anthem? Can you sing that for me? Uh, right now, Ghostbed is offering 50% off for first responders and friends of the Fair Stop Wolfpack. So they understand that the Wolfpack is gener generally first responders of some kind, but they also know that anybody else that's listening to fill yourself is a supporter of first responders in some capacity. So they leave the discount, the 50% off site wide, which is nutsos to the whole wolf pack. So if you go to ghostbed.com forward slash wolf pack, you can get the cooling sheets. You can get the down covers. You can get the pillow. The Ghostbed pillow is one of my favorite pillows of all time. I travel almost every other weekend. I'm staying in Airbnbs. We're doing live shows, doing comedy stuff, doing podcast stuff. Every other weekend doing skateboarding stuff, demos with my kids. I'm always gone, but I can always take the Ghostbed pillow with me and it makes me feel like I'm at home. It's almost like my teddy bear. Also, they have the uh, all the mattresses with the adjustable base. Uh, we got to go to the ghost bed facility, political commentator, conservative aunt and I got to go down there and sleep, uh, not sleep, but lay on all of the beds. So many different beds. We get to see how they were made, where they are made. We got to see all aspects of the uh, business. It was uh, phenomenal right now. 0% down, 0% financing. And that's even if you have New Jersey police chief credit at this point, head over to forward slash Wolfpack. We also sponsored today by factormeals.com. Or special we'll pack five zero. We'll have an ad read to follow. That's meal planning to the next level. Let's jump into today's story right quick. Uh, this is a police chief who showed up to a scene drunk. Uh, listen, before we do this, before we dive in this, I've got to know. You ever have supervisors try to fuck with you on a traffic stop? Like just show up and to be honest with you, man, eight years. I have never seen some shit like that. Ever not, not even, like that, but I mean, have you no, ever no, had no. a supervisor show up? No, 
no, show up, awkward. show up and maybe critique your traffic stop. Like that's annoying and that's not good leadership, but I've had that happen, but never like, yo, what are you wearing? Like, yo, can you, can this pause? Like this guy could get out and kill us both. Can we wait about, you know, can we wait about my uniform until we're done with the traffic stop? Like I've never had that. Right. Very in, insane. I know you haven't had that, but like, you know, when, when I was a law enforcement officer, I had one supervisor who's now just retired, but he was the deputy chief of Raleigh, which is crazy. But when he was, uh, when he was our Lieutenant, he would watch your traffic stop from like across the street, like in a dark parking lot behind a dumpster, like very creepy kind of stalkerish. And it was, it was very awkward because you were, and he, he had binoculars and he would watch your stop. And it was very weird because you were like, what are you doing over there? Like, why are you, why, like, why just come on over here and help me with the traffic stop? Yeah. What if this dude shoots me in the face and you were way over there? And then one time we had a brand new sergeant, my favorite sergeant of all time. I called him Tom, but Tom showed up and he was like, who is that across the street? And I said, that's the Lieutenant. He does this on lots of, a uh, lots of traffic stops. It's very weird. Yeah. And he goes, watch this. And he was like, Raleigh, can I get a check-in? And they were like, yeah, we'll see if one's available. And he's like, just have whatever unit is sitting across from us at the library. Just have that unit check in with us, please. No. <laughs> As if he did. They do that. But my, I have, mm, I've, been finding, I've been finding out a lot that a lot of people have been following me in a good way than I thought. Uh, I try to keep work at work, but there are supervisors, we'll just say that, that I work with that do the same shit. Um, They'll actually be near you when you call out a traffic stop. And our policy is that you have to call it out before you light it up unless there's yeah. some kind of circumstance where you didn't have time. Uh, and he'll see you violate policy, keep going, not back you, and then have your supervision write you up. Uh, he's, we have lieutenants that walk, will shake your hand and talk to you and shoot the shit with you and then turn around and go, hey, so-and-so is uh, write him up for this. I mean, just the shit. Dude, it's the way it happened to me. Uh, we used to play, and, and I put this in the book too. Uh, it's it's funny we're bringing. I don't really bring up the book that much on this show, but we are getting close to the book, uh, um, the the final manuscript being turned in. So uh, it's been on my mind. We've been working on it really hard lately. But one of the parts of my my book, I do talk about uh, thirsty lieutenants and kind of that dynamic of of law enforcement, but I had one called the lemon law and I was red would remember this as well, but we, we, we had this thing called the lemon law and it was like a, the higher ranking guys on the squad or the guys that have been there longer kind of had this way of doing things in the inner city. Whereas if it was a slow call volume to be proactive, what we do is we pick like a high gang related area and you would pull over cars for any and every reason window tent, bad tags, insurance. If you, if there was something wrong with the vehicle, you pulled it over just in that area and you gave a warning unless you had indicators of more nefarious activity. And that's how, and, and this would start at like midnight, right? So it would like start in the gang areas, like right when the high crime starts so that you could kind of get ahead of the crime. And, and our, the philosophy was there is that if, hey, if there's a lot of blue lights and they feel a lot of pressure, then they may not shoot anybody tonight or they might lay low. And so we called it the lemon law. So you would pull the car over if there was no indicators, like they were just getting off of the, off of work or, you know, maybe they were running drywall at, at the local uh, grocery mart at night, overnight or overnight stocking. So whatever you would call it a lemon and you would just let it go. Hey, have a good night. You know, safe travels. But if you pull that one car over, you know, and their jugular veins jumping up and down and the dude's super nervous, you know, and then, you know, you would uh, progress the stop and, and things like that. And so this new lieutenant that we had at the time came over and he was like, and I was a rookie, right? So he suckered me in and he was like, so Tansy, tell me about this. Uh, you guys doing a lot of stops tonight on Newburn between the library and the cookout. What's What's going on? And we're like, well, you know, there's uh, some gang beef going on between the two, the two streets. Uh, there, there's one street. There's one street on the other side of, of Newburn in that area. That's one sect of gang members, and then on the opposite side is this motorcycle club that's mixed in with this other gang, and they're kind of beefing. So we were pulling cars over, and just staying really up in there. We call it the Lemon Law. And he was like, the what? And I was like, the lemon law. And he's like, explain to me the lemon law. That sounds very cool and very interesting. And I explained it just as I explained it here on the podcast. And then the very next day, we're all getting called in to internal affairs. And they're like, what's up with this lemon law? And are you violating? And they start like pulling body camera and things like that. And then they, they ends up, they put out this uh, 
department-wide kind of email that says like, you know, that we have to be careful of doing these kinds of things because it leads to, you know, uh, profiling and disproportionate traffic stops in one area of the neighborhood. Just despite the fact that we're literally stopping violence from happening, we're, we're saving people from dying in those hours, but it's more important of how it looks, you know? Um, but yeah, I totally, I totally get how the sewer, you know, and how do people make it that far? You know what I mean? Like how, how, do, how are those the guys that make it? I call it the the men that don't own mirrors, right? They don't, they can't look at themselves every day. They can't wake up and go, holy shit, I'm a, I'm a giant piece of shit because they don't own mirrors. They don't, no self accountability. They just have no backbone. They're just, they know they're conniving, skeeving little fucking shitheads. And they know that you can't do anything because they're a lieutenant and you're an officer. And they're the little good idea fairies that, you know, um, that lieutenant that you're talking about probably felt really good that he got to bring it to somebody's attention that this could be happening. But of course, he brings it to a captain or a major. That captain or the major, it's not 1996 anymore. They're not going to be like, hell yeah, go fight some fucking crime. Now they got to do something about it because now it's in their hands. <laughs> fucking dude. I used to say it all the time. You know, when I come home from work, my son would, my oldest son at the time would be like, dad, how many bad guys did you get today? I'd be like two bad guys today, son. I went to jail twice. Oh man. What did they do? How did you catch him? You know, he was just through the roof. And I used to say like, what are those, what are those IA guys that, you know, you know, the guy, right? Like, you know, the dude in the police department, the guy that we're talking about this guy, this chief Leonard Guida that we're going to get into in a minute. What do they do when they go home and they're like, dad, how many bad guys did you catch? Well, son. This cop was doing a traffic stop with a pathetic-looking cop jacket on that just wasn't to my standard. I wrote him up, and I put a lot of stress on him and his family uh, while he was out there trying to do the Lord's work over a fucking jacket. Yeah. yeah. Dad's a hero, baby. Yeah. You guys proud like, of daddy? Guys like that watch dudes fuck their wives, too. So Yeah. Then they get drunk and beat that kid, that same kid. <laughs> Dad, did you catch any bad guys? Shut up, son! Shut the fuck up! I'm in charge. Where's my dinner, bitch? Don't get me started on admin, bro. Was that this too much? A, Did I go too far there? No, this will be a three-hour podcast. It will be a three-hour podcast. So we'll go ahead and play the video here. We'll get your <laughs> thoughts on it. By the way, Nijkin sending us $27 bone says it's for the butthole effect. Nice. Nice. Thank you, Nijkin. Thanks for the super chats. Uh, Michael Hendricks says, don't judge dudes who watch other dudes tag their wives. We don't kink shame here, Tyler. <laughs> You're right. We don't kink shame. Listen, you want to watch another dude bang your wife? Call me. No, I mean, I'm just kidding. Just... <laughs> All right, uh, Joshua, cue the tape. Hey, Ron, just pull that up and put it to the shoulder. Yeah. Thanks. So to set this up, they're already at an accident scene with a DUI dealing with this. So this has been going on for a few minutes before we even get there. The RMA. I am not the police, okay? I came here with the ambulance. I want to make sure you're okay. Mm. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I'm asking you if he's RMA or not. Oh, yeah, no. What? Yeah. I get that. I'm not saying you aren't. I just want to make sure your head is okay. Fuck, you have problems that we need to be aware of. Hey, can you pause it real quick? Can you pause yeah. it real quick? So, um, and then can you when when we talk, can Josh? Can you bring us in just in case? That's, well, just for reals. Um, but, dude. This I feel this traffic stop already. So I don't know. I mean, you had body cameras, but I don't know back when you were when you were patrolling if it was as detrimental to not say a fucking syllable in a case, right? So already there's two things that are keeping everything tense. One is whoever says DUI owns it. So he's like, he's trying to say, like, hey, is this guy drunk? And the other guy that's sitting at the window is like, uh, trying to answer like, oh yeah, bro, he's fucking hammered, dude. Do you want to do a DUI? Cause I want to go home. So, but if I say he's drunk and then you back out, I got to do the DUI then I'm going to be after shift for four hours. Right. So you could just feel that you could see that guy's eyes when he's like, <laughs> so it so said that. And on top of that, now guys can't and on any scene, 
whether it be DUI or not. Now guys can't say what they want to say or they can't talk the way they want to talk because of body cams. It's just, it used to be just don't say anything that would get you in trouble or don't say anything like detrimental to a case. Like I wasn't going to arrest this guy, but now I am. And then go arrest him. That'll get it thrown out. Other than stuff like that, it didn't matter. Now you can't say shit on body cam. So everyone's walking around not being themselves. So in a squad where you work together, you know each other. I know your look. I know your look. I know when you say things, I know your tone. Now all of that's condensed into robots working together. And it's just, it's very hard to explain, but I could just feel the tension already. Yeah. Like you're like, Hey, this guy is, <laughs> you know, you're doing the look the, and you're like, <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe he's just going to sleep disorder. Yeah, he looks tired. You know, <laughs> he, just, he just looks tired. That might not be alcohol. That might be chewing gum right now. Like, like those menthol chewing gums smell a lot like vodka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can hit play. By the way, for those of you guys, 99% of y'all who are just listening out there, uh, this is the most Guido uh, traffic stop I've ever seen. If if this was Jersey Shore in 1998, nothing's changed. Like this could be from 1998. And I would be like, oh, yeah, that looks 1998. Uh, definitely got the whole Jersey Shore haircut. Uh, almost looks like they're wearing eyeliner. Very trimmed beards with the lines, the lines in their hair. A very vanilla ice looking character. Yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, Love yeah, it. yeah. Love it. Go ahead. <laughs> I can't get any. Can you tell me your okay. first name at least? So now the chief has stepped in, who's wearing civilians, and he wants to talk to this guy alone. Fit to be worn. What's on the back of it? Give me. Looking to tell me what's on the back of it. Oh, uh, they washed off. Yeah, then get rid of it. Okay. That's ridiculous. Okay. You're a sergeant for God's sake. Okay, chief. Let me work this DWI, okay? Chief, I'm on a DWI. Chief, I'm on a DWI. Get over here. I'm on a DWI. Whoa, okay. So I know that, yeah. like, it's hard to do these breakdowns because. You know, we have a handful of people in the chats um, that are live and they're watching this, but 99% of you guys are listening to this. So we have to write it out for you. They're doing the DUI. This chief walks up. He's like, let me talk to you. He brings the guy over and he's like, what are you wearing? What is this jacket you're wearing? But he's clearly drunk. Like he's staring at the moon. He's looking at the sky and he's like, what are you wearing right now? And the guy's like, a jacket and he's like and what's on the back of the jacket and he was like it washed off chief and he's like take it off you look like a it, you know you're better than that sergeant or whatever he says for god's sakes so he takes it off but the dudes he can't even stand up straight yeah you know you know when you walk into a house of a, a, a dv and you're like holy shit there's a lot more here than just the argument at dinner that is a fucking feeling between these two they don't like each other because that chief, I mean, is it a chance that that chief just got drunk and walked up and wanted to harass a sergeant? Sure. But that that sergeant, when he goes, all right, chief, all right, I'm going to do my traffic stop. You can just tell they've already not been cool before. And he, you know, he wasn't going to have that chief because if the chief came out of nowhere and was like that to somebody he had never been like that to, I think the subordinate would have been like really off put and like, Oh, uh, but that sergeant was like, all right, chief, I'm going to go do my traffic stop. And then he fucking knife hands. And when he turns yeah. around, <laughs> Dude, like, but and we're going to, it's, it's going to get crazier. It's going to get a little bit crazier. That's going to give you some more indicators that they're, I, I watched the video like eight times. <laughs> I fucking Bro, loved it. <laughs> he's so This chief though is so hammered. Now listen, somebody in the chat brings up a good point. They say, does anybody see the irony of the chief driving drunk to an OVI investigation? This is Main Street. It's on the Jersey Shore. Uh, very easily that this guy could have parked his car sober, went into the pub, had a couple pints. Um, this chief looks like, he looks like a cuck, to be honest with you. He was probably drinking, I don't know, sex on the beach drinks. Um, anyway, he definitely looks like a, like a cocktail guy. And um, and he could have just walked over. So I, I don't want to accuse the chief of drunk driving. It's Main Street. It's late at night. He could have been drinking, leaving the pub. la di da da Oh, blue lights. Let's go over there. Oh, Sergeant. Sarge. What are you wearing right now? What are you wearing right now, Sergeant? You know, and uh, so hit play. We'll keep going. 
Bahama Mamas. That's right. Chief, I'm working. I don't have time to argue about a jacket, okay? Don't touch me. Don't you touch me. Don't you fucking touch me. Oh, yes. Stop it. So for those of you guys who can't see this. Look at this bitch's Reeboks. Untied. Are those even Reeboks or are those New Balance? Bro, like, just just up, just like his wife's leg when she's being pegged in front of him, dude. <laughs> dude, um, this is so for. We'll put this video. We'll rip this video and make a reel out of it for sure. We'll put it up on the. Uh, we'll put it up on the failure to stop Instagram and on the on the Facebook. But the the chief goes over there and he was like, "Get over here!" And the guy's like, "I am on a traffic stop right now, chief." He's like, go back over there. And the chief grabs him and he turns around and he plops this chief up onto the hood of a cop car. And the, the chief is now straddled on the cop car as if he's about to take it from this sergeant. And he is going to take it from this sergeant. Oh, yeah. And the sergeant is now, he's like, I told you not to fucking touch me. Um, I'm on a traffic stop. Go ahead and hit play. I'm working. I don't have time to argue about a jacket. Okay. Don't you touch me. Don't you fucking touch me. You have a problem? Fuck. You grab me. Now get out of here. Before you get a problem. Before you get a problem, bitch. No, you're going to go in. Drunk again. Whose keys are these? They're mine. Get out of here. No. Chief, get out of here or you're going to get locked up. Chief, you're going to get locked up. You're grabbing me. I asked you three times come to leave me alone. Here. You're obstructing my DWI. Billy, really, really come over here. Uh, let him go. That's the first thing. Put Billy, I'm, I'm trying to get away from everybody. Shut up, because you're in trouble now. Stop, no, I'm please. not in trouble. Stop, stop, stop. stop. You're going to be in trouble. Stop, stop, Billy. I'm working on All right, so we're entering, <laughs> we're entering Act 2, where this guy, I really wish this sergeant wouldn't have kind of like i think he's a fucking like a jersey jock man got in a fucking moment and like tiger got out of the cage bro and then when he calmed down after 30 seconds he was like i just put my chief on the fucking hood of my car and mounted him like <laughs> like so and i think he was internally like oh fuck if he had just fucking kept that going what do they call that um if he would have i don't there's a term for it but if he would have fucking just like kept it real and yeah. just rode that, I yeah. think it would it would have been a better video. But I think he was really worried about his job. Yeah, I think he was like, oh shit. Um you know that's that it's I couldn't think of a more Jersey police interaction than this. Like I know stereotypes are there for a reason. This is this is the reason why. Like this is the most Jersey shore thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Um and and listen the chief's name is Leonard Guida. <laughs> I mean, come on, bro. Come on. <laughs> come on, Guida. He's like, don't you fucking touch me. Don't you fucking touch me. Um, <laughs> you fucking, I'm fucking sorry. Trash. I'm sorry. He's like, no, you in trouble now. You in trouble now. He's like, I'm fucking sorry. Listen, you need to get... <laughs> Just go ahead and keep going. Gets better. I'm listening, I'm listening to you. Okay, shut up. No. You're in trouble because this is the first thing. First, first of all, I was about to say to you, you stupid... I was about to say to you, what do you need OEM for? You're, that's, you're embarrassing me in front of the men about no, the jacket. No, 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 no. That's, that's neither here nor there. Okay. That, that's neither here nor there. Now we got a real fucking problem, Billy. Yeah, we do. I know. I we know. do. All right, you're going to have to go inside. No, how about we do no, this? No, 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 no. we go Billy, inside. Billy, you're going to have to go inside right now with me. You're gonna have to go inside and and we're in a serious be, collision. Billy, you're not doing anything when I'm on the scene, okay? You should know better than this, my friend. No, listen you to me. Grab me. No, I said you come over line. here. You're out of line. You grab me. Some video. Billy, some video. I'm Billy, not gonna argue with it. I have a crash Billy, to work. Billy, I have a job Billy, to do. You're okay? relieved. Billy, you're relieved. Okay. You're relieved. No, no. Okay. No, 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 Billy. You have to understand something. <laughs> you're relieved. Billy, you're relieved. Go in the headquarters and wait for me. Yes, I'm a crash. No, no, Billy. You're relieved. I have Billy. officers here. Billy. Right here. They Billy. could get waffled because my car is blocking it. Billy, you're relieved. No, Chief. No, Billy. Please, Billy. Don't. You're suspended, Billy. I'm suspended? suspended? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm suspended. Yeah. I'm going home. Yes. Billy, come here. 
I'm going home. You're going, I, no, we can't talk. I'm suspended. No, no, no. No, no, no I'm no. suspended. I'm you're going, going to home. And you're going to wait for me there. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm suspended. Go you're going to go I'm going home. You're going to go home. You're going to wait for me there. Let me work my craft. No, no, this no. This is why no, I'm here. Billy, you're suspended. All right, if I'm suspended, then I'm not going to wait inside. Nothing more to No, no, Billy. You have to. Let me you're suspended. Okay. <laughs> Just push pause. You're suspended. You're suspended. You know what? And somebody in the comments said that he wants to say that that she's drunk so bad. And if that's true, I didn't I didn't see any indicators, but if that's true, that fucking cop still is looking out for another cop by not saying that shit. He's trying to not say chief you're well, drunk. One of the other him. cops and we can go back to it, but one of them says chief's drunk again. Was it was it the dude that slammed him or was it the other cop next to him that's like chief's drunk again? Did you hear that? I didn't hear that now. Oh, uh, go back go back yeah, to when they're all at the car after he uh slams him. What do you need? OEM for? I'm, DWI. Listening. I'm listening. You're I'm obstructing? Go all the way back. Get out of here. Right here. Before you get a problem. <laughs> Take him, take him. No, you're going to go in. Drunk again. Yeah. <laughs> He's drunk again. <laughs> so your chief's drunk again. That means that changes the whole dynamic of everything because that means this isn't the first time maybe that yes, he's done exactly. some stupid shit. And that's what I'm saying. That might be where this irritation from the sergeant has come from. Like this sergeant had... No tolerance for this chief whatsoever. Like I said, when someone acts a fucking fool out of nowhere on scene to you, it catches you off guard and you're almost like, did that just really happen? Right? But if you're already irritated at that person, you're not going to have it. The first thing's going to go down, like talking about his jacket. And he goes, all right, chief. All right. And he starts walking away. And he's like, I'm going to go do my traffic stop. You would not do that to a chief that was disciplining you on a traffic stop. Not saying that it's right for the chief to do that at all. But that wouldn't be any logical person's uh, reaction to that. Tactical dude says he thinks that they knew each other on a personal level. This is an 18 man. Am I correct on that? Oh, Fact yeah. checker, Josh Deadleg, our producer. It's like 18 person police department. So, yeah, I mean, these dudes know each other real well, um, real well. That's probably why they got hired. They're probably all family. Just yeah, kidding. because he was like, he was, yeah, he, you're right. Because he was doing that. Billy, 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 let me, let me, like almost like a godfather. Like, let, let me yeah. take care of you. Let me take care of you. Do me this little, do me this little yeah. favor and I'm going to take care of you. Billy, right? We're going to make this you go really, away. Yeah, we're going to make this right? go away, Billy. You're, you're going to get suspended, <laughs> Billy. It's okay. You're going to take it on the chin, Billy. Yeah. And then it's uh, it's all going to be okay. Like, right? like the just... mafia, like the mafia, or the mobsters, that you, you're going to do your stint in prison. You're going to do your stint for the family, Billy. All right? Yeah. <laughs> Kiss the ring, Billy. <laughs> and don't you ever fucking throw me on that car like that again. <laughs> you're embarrassing yourself, Billy. You embarrassed me. You embarrassed yourself. Oh, you embarrassed man. the family, Billy. Um, <laughs> somebody else in the chat says, uh, um, and all of this was over a fucking jacket. No, but seriously, on a serious note, we know that uh, dealing with drunks is never easy. Uh, I think that, you know, I'm a business owner. I own a distillery uh, in, in the town that I live in. Um, I also podcast for a living. I also do a little bit of stand-up comedy. Um, and I've got my hands in a lot of other businesses. I don't drink in my town, period. You won't find me drunk or anybody that's seen me drunk in my own town in the last 10 years. Do you even drink? Do you even get drunk? I know you drink. Do you get drunk anymore? I will. Yeah. I mean, so Valentine's Day, my wife's birthday. Yeah. You know, we uh, we had a cabin up in the mountains. We put the, all the kids. The kids had like their own separate, um, like like their own separate like house. It was like a basement in the cabin, but it was like its own apartment. So it had like its own like ice cream bar, shower, bathroom, living room, fireplace. It had all, it was like a whole another little apartment. And so we put them all downstairs. I went to our own upstairs, which is separate, and you can lock the door so they can't get into your things. And yeah, her and I got, her and I got, uh, we, we had a couple bottles of wine and, and had a really good night. Um, so yeah, I mean, I will get intoxicated. I don't have a problem with it, but I won't do it in public. Like you won't see me, uh, you won't see me get drunk, like sloppy drunk. Now, I think you and I, didn't you and I get a little bit tipsy at the the fight? I mean, the, uh, no, the, the night before the, night the fight? Before. 
Yeah, but I couldn't tell if you were or not. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a buzz. Bit. I had a buzz going on. I wasn't drunk, but I was a little bit buzzed up, I think. Then you were fucking, you regretted it the next day. We had a whole day of work. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, we, you know, dealing with drunks is, is one thing. Uh, dealing with a drunk chief is another thing. It's embarrassing. You have to know better. You, you, you can't. What's the old age? The old age adage in the military: don't don't shit where you eat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, don't piss in your foxhole or whatever it is. But uh, I, this guy shouldn't be the chief at all. And if you are a police chief, I mean, if you're a cop, I don't think you should be getting drunk in your own town in public, unless your your town is like four hundred thousand people plus, and nobody's ever gonna know. Well, this guy uh, used to go into the bar. And having, hey, chief, you drink for free. You know, he's used to being the god of where he walks into because yeah. it's a small town. He's probably been the chief for like fucking 15 years. I don't know. I'm just speculating. I don't know anything sure. about this. You're probably thing. right. And so that's why he feels the entitlement to come out. You ever seen like when you look at dudes and you're like, that dude has clearly never been punched in the face before. The way he's talking to other grown men. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's him in this particular, like in particular, but he walks out and he doesn't do a reality check. Like, all right, I'm on the street now. Like I'm not God in this bar in this setting. No one could have touched me. I'm out on the sidewalk. Now <laughs> he's still in the mindset. Like who the fuck would touch me until fucking Sergeant fucking Ronnie really badass. fucking grabs him and slams him. That was the reality wow. check. That's so great. Listen, we're gonna... little sneakers through <laughs> the little new balances up over his head. Bless his heart, as we would say here in the South. Bless his heart. Uh, today's show brought to you by Factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack. Meal planning to the next level. Uh, healthy diet, good night's sleep, and you won't be out on the streets um, interfering with DUIs when you're a police chief. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, Factor Meals right now is meal planning the next. If you're doing meal planning, you're not using Factor Meals. Uh, what's wrong with you? Like, you're as dumb as this chief because... By the time you go to the store, you buy all your ingredients, you drive back home, you spend all that time and energy cooking all your separate different meals, parceling them out, trying to find the lids to all your Pytex Pyrex dishes. Uh, you've wasted so much time that you could have been spending with your family. And it's a wash. The money is a wash at this point. You could have gone to factormeals.com, did your meal planning right there. These are fresh, never frozen, delivered to your door. It's like Nordic ice stuff keeps this cooler cool and refrigerated that's delivered right to your door they have hundreds of menu varieties whether you want calorie conscious protein heavy dude their protein heavy meals have like 15 grams of protein in them they're totally dope they've got these uh smoothies breakfast options you can literally meal plan we got one guy on our staff right now that's got meal planning eight meals uh eight meals a week over the course of three days, so two, four, six, eight, over four days. So he's getting two meals a day. He's getting his breakfast and he's getting his lunch uh, four days a week from Factor Meals. You could do three days a week, five days a week. Um, if you know that, you know, hey, Tuesdays are the days that I've got this, 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 this going on, go ahead. Have Factor Meals prepare you breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that way you're not going out to fast food. You're not going to Chick-fil-A. And listen, when you bring these Factor Meals, are packaged so nicely and elegantly that when you're sitting in your little squad station, you don't look like a peasant with your little bologna and spam or your PB&J. No, people are going to be like, damn, Red, what you got over there, girl? That smells good. And you're like, oh, that's salmon with some green beans and a you know, um, whatever garlic sauce on the top. I don't know. You can get these things in a million different ways. So uh, head over to factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack. Start your meal planning today. Get 50% off on your first order. Go to factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack five zero for 50% off. Um, okay. Now, uh, when you're dealing with a drunk guy, I, th this is the one thing I wanted to cover on uh, on this today because I, I, I saw this on the internet more than anything else from the civilian side. If this chief would have been anybody else, if he would have been a civilian, he would have gone to jail. Why didn't they take the chief to, to, to jail? That's not right. He should have went to jail. I don't, I will speak from my experience. I'll let Tyler speak from his experience. I've arrested one person for drunk and disorderly in eight years. And I'll tell the story in a second. How many drunk and disorderlies have you taken to jail? None. There you go. None. We don't, it, that's not something that real cops, you've got, if, if you have a friend that's been arrested for drunken disorderly, know that they were a clear and present danger. You yeah. have to be 
an absolute menace to society to get a drunken disorder. It's a problem solving arrest. It's a fuck. What are we going to do? Like this, this situation, this guy can't be happening right now. Right. And we're running out of options because he didn't commit any real crimes. It's kind of a catch all one of those things, you know, that's yeah. what I used it for. So I, I have arrested one person drunk and disorderly. Um, one of my favorite stories, and, and I'll tell it here, uh, but I was working a David Allen Coe concert, big redneck concert. And where I worked, it was off duty. I think I was making $40 an hour at the time. And you got paid for a four-hour gig. Now, if you made an arrest and you went six hours, you only got paid for a 40-hour gig. You didn't get paid to do anything else. So they had security on staff. And the security was very good about taking people out back, beating their asses, not in front of us, and then letting them go. And well, they'll never be seen at that bar again. And the cops never, I never got involved. Not the Wu-Tang concert, not the Clutch concert, not any of these other big giant J. Cole, none of these other concerts that I have a problem except for this David Allen Co. And I knew it was weird because the security guard came over and he said, hey, we got a guy, he needs to be trespassing. I was like, hmm. And the security dude is a big yoked black dude that can handle business any time of the day. And, Wait, you do oh, a security at a David Allen Kosha? I was off-duty cop. No, no, but the black guy was? Yes. Because David <laughs> Allen Co is fucking... Super racist. Super racist. Super racist. And okay. they allowed you to do security out of that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's, I, I'm just trying to it's, think of like today's weird. time. <laughs> anyway. It's weird. Um, and this would have been about six years ago, seven years ago. And, um, so, and so, so the guy, I, I, I'm like, well, okay. And, and now the guy that's drunk is a very skinny redneck that this black dude could have just murdered. And I'm like, man, this is so weird that why didn't they just take him out back and do away with him? Um, but I was like, well, if they're coming to me, then it must be serious. So I'm like, Hey, young man, young man, look at me. You're done. Leave. You're out. I'll take you to jail. Now I've worked this venue for so long that I no longer took a police car with me to the venue because I'd never made an arrest. I didn't even get out on the radio to let people know I was there because it was Friday night. I just did it by cell phone and let dispatch know I was there. So I have really very little arresting power at this point. I don't have a car to transport in. Um, I don't have a lot of backup opportunities. I don't even have a radio that's set to the downtown channel because I was a Southeast cop. And so if I was going to get on the radio, it would have gone out to a whole different district. So I kicked the guy out of the club. About an hour later, somebody comes up and they said, somebody's crawling underneath the vehicles out here on the road. And I was like, wow, at the time we had a lot of catalytic converter thefts. So I said, wow, this, this guy's out here stealing catalytic converters or somebody's out here uh, stealing catalytic converters. That's brazen. So I go over to the cars and I start flashing my light underneath the cars. And what do I see is this dumb little redneck. And he's like, States rights, motherfucker. And I was like, States rights. What, is, what the fuck? I was like, dude, I've already trespassed you. And he's like, I'm getting back in, bitch. I pay for my ticket. And I was like, yo, come here. Get out from underneath the cars. He was trying to belly crawl his way back up the line <laughs> to get back into the concert. So I said, dude, you have to leave or you're going to go to jail. And he was like, States rights, motherfucker. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but you have to leave. And if I see you again, you're going to go to jail. So he walks off and about the end of the concert happens. And this woman is about two hours later, this woman comes running out and she's like 80 years old and she's running like 80 years old running. And she's like, officer, help, help. My sister's being kidnapped. Help. They're stealing the car. And I'm like, what? So I take off sprinting up this parking deck and I'm running. I'm looking to try to see who's being kidnapped or what's going on. And I'm running up all the levels and I hear people yelling and screaming and I'm running to the sound of it. And there's this old 80 year old man trying to push this van while the van's trying to back up. And he's like trying to like not let the van back up because there's a woman still in the van and out the, the side door is this gentleman with his cowboy hat. I'm going States rats, motherfuckers and trying to back over this old man. So, I run in, I sling the back sliding door over the van open. I jump into the van. I pull my gun out. I stick it up to the dude's head. And I said, put the car in park now or I'll fucking put a hole in your head. And the guy puts it in park and he's looking down the barrel of my gun, looking at me and he's like, States rats, bitch. And I was like, put the fucking car in park. I was like, if you keep going, I will fucking shoot you. So he puts the car in park. And I'm like, get out of the fucking car. And he's like, I won't get out, but don't you fucking touch me. And I was like, fine, just get out of the car. And there's this woman just petrified, just, so scared in the back seat. And I'm like, ma'am, it's going to be okay. And so we get out and this guy gets out of the front seat of the car and slaps me in the face. So Dude. I go red, dump meanwhile, him on the ground. Meanwhile, 
Meanwhile, you're in the back of your head. You're like, fuck, no one knows I'm here. And I got to be that guy that goes, by the way, not only am I fighting one, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm logged in at this location. Can you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm that guy. So now I'm beating the fucking brakes off this dude for slapping me and for causing all like ruining my night. Like I was literally every punch. I was like, I'm going to be four hours late. I'm going to get another use of force. It's a fucking concert. I'm not getting paid for this. Like I am just like every punch is just like all the anger and rage till finally this old man that was trying to stop the van comes up behind me and he's like, okay, officer, he's had enough. He's had enough. And I get up and this dude's like, oh, so I'm pissed off and I'm getting on the radio on my cell phone. I'm like, I need a cop car. I can hear the frustration because downtown's getting their ass kicked. Now they're like, what off-duty asshole is making an arrest at a concert? Why couldn't he just let him go? So they're all upset with me. And so I finally get this squad car dropped off by a sergeant in another district because they're like, fuck it. Here's a car. Um, Figure it out. So they don't give me any help. I'm not logged in. And it's just this is a nightmare. So we're sitting in the car and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, the drunk dude in the back, he's like, why don't you come back here with your little Justin Bieber lips and your Justin Bieber hair and suck on my dick? And I was like, what? And he was like, why don't you come back here with that little peach ass of yours and just bounce up and down on my cock like, like you love me, you little bitch. And I was like, dude, stop. And he was like, nah, nah, come on over here, Justin Bieber. Come on, I'm going to fuck you in the mouth, you little you little bitch, you little faggot. I'm going oh, to make you love me, you little gay bastard. And they're like, just going on and on. So anyway, I take him down to the jail. Two years later, I am in court trying to get out of court. And I go to the DA and I'm like, hey, it's 11 o'clock. I'm going to go ahead and bounce. I got to work tonight. She's like, no, you've got trial at two. And I said, I don't have a trial at two. And I said, trial for what? And she said, drunken disorder. And I was like, now I know you're fucking with me because I've never arrested anybody for drunken disorderly. I'll see you later. She's like, no, you, you've got a drunken disorderly you got to take care of. I said, dude, it, it can't be me. It had to be like a rookie or something. She's like, so then she reads me the affidavit and I'm like, oh my God, that guy, he wants to go to trial. I mean, all I charged him for was drunk and disorderly. Like he tried to steal a car. He tried to kidnap an old woman. He assaulted a police officer. And all I gave him was drunk and disorderly. Like he should take that one on the chin. She's like, and his dad is here and he wants to talk to you. So I'm like, fair enough. So I go back and the dad is just this uh, dressed up like, you know, like, like he's got a boat. He's got the boat shoes, the khakis, the shirt on. And so the dad's like, let me ask you something, officer. You, you ever, you, you ever drink it when you were 21? Do you ever go out drinking when you were 21? I said, yes, sir. He said, do you ever do something you weren't proud of? And I said, yes, sir. And he's like, did you go to jail for it? I was like, no, he's like, exactly. He's like, so why are you trying to ruin my son's life? And I said, hold on, man, I gave your son a hell of a break. And he's like, yeah, we'll see. And I was like, sir, I, at the end of the day, I think you should, you should go back and talk to your son because he's getting off pretty scot-free. Like he tried to steal a car. He tried to kidnap a woman and he slapped me. Like he's lucky all I charged him with, with joined his door. He's like, there's no video of that. There's no video of that. And I was like, ah, oh, you're right. But I do have a video. And he was like, well, uh, our attorney says that you don't have any body camera footage. I said, I don't, but I do have dash cam footage. And he's like, well, uh, well, we'd like to see it. And I said, well, sure. So I, uh, the, the trial was at two, it's 11 for the first time in my career. I drive back to the state, to the evidence lockers and I go through the process of signing out evidence. I've never done it before. I've always used detectives to do it, but at this stage, I only had two hours. So I, I had to go the whole process. I go all the work and I find this DVD. I had to figure out which car I was even in. It took the full two hours to get this done. I go back to the courthouse and the attorney's like, go ahead, let's see it. So I put it in the little laptop in the back room and it's, I didn't even have to key it up. It just starts out with, why don't you bring your little Justin Bieber lips back here and suck on my dick? Why don't you, why don't you bounce up on my dick with that little peach ass? You know, it's just this. And the dad is like, what the fuck is, you know? And so we go back and they, they're like, look, we'll just plead guilty. And the judge is like, no, 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 no. We have a trial. We're going to go with trial. It's too late. And so the attorney's like, judge, we've, we've come across the videotape. And the judge was like, well, let me see the videotape. And so he brought me and the dad and the attorney into the judge's quarters and played that tape. And the judge played the whole 50, the whole drive to jail. It just kept getting worse and worse. So, you know, at the end of the day, the kid uh, pled guilty. Um, He ended up having to do 200 hours of community service and write a 5,000 word essay um, for the whole thing. But that was my only drug and disorderly. You got me beat by one. Have you ever almost written a drug and disorderly? Mm. Yeah, I think, but I went with the more mental route. I had a guy when I was new 
uh, I was sitting at an intersection in the middle of the night and he just came up and started beating on my car. And I'm like, I remember thinking like, he's not, he's not breaking anything. It's not vandalism. It's not criminal mischief. And I'm like, uh, and I remember <laughs> it's just weird being a new guy and some crazy dude starts coming and beating on your car. I was like, what do I do? But he, I almost took him for drunk and disorderly, but he ended up going on a, on a uh, involuntary ch- transport for mental issues. Yeah. And so I, I, the point being that, you know, for everybody that's out there, like this chief should have went to jail. Well, cops really don't, we don't really take a lot of people to jail for drug and disorderly unless, unless it's going to lead to something bigger or unless a certain someone tells you that you need to take him to jail. Uh, for example, somebody's really drunk and disorderly at a bar. This bar owner is really in with the media and da 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 da. And the bar owner's like, what are you doing? This guy needs to go now. And you're like, okay, I should arrest them because this guy knows the chief really well. And if I don't, this is going to come back to bite me in the ass. But really we don't, you know, as police officers, we don't really. Uh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I mean, this uh, Kingslayer said it and I was going to say, you know, um, touch, there is battery charges there, but battery usually, unless it's domestic violence in nature, uh, it's, it's like, I don't want to press charges. It's a misdemeanor crime. Now it was on a police officer. They're going to throw it out in court. There's very rarely does assault on an LEO hold up in court. It's always the first thing that they drop. It's the first thing they make a plea deal with. Yeah. And this is an in-house problem that was viewed by the entire world. Um, I'm sure everybody from that, that Sergeant all the way to that city mayor really wishes that this had not gotten out there because it's embarrassing. It's a black eye, but at some point, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that's not felony assault on a police officer, just grabbing an officer by his arm. I think like he's, I saying, said, he's saying it's felony because it's a police officer and the touching, the unwanted touching. Of yeah, but I mean, like officer. I said, that dude slapped me in the face and I beat the fucking brakes off. I still didn't charge him with drug and disorder. I mean, I still didn't charge him with assault on a police officer. Only, uh, the main reason I don't is because it, they, for whatever reason, it always gets dropped in court. Like, the big, oh, if you plead guilty to the drug and disorderly, we'll take off the you know but the thing was is i punched that dude in the head several times and i kind of didn't want to have to to account for all of that so i was like yeah if i just don't bring that part up maybe he'll just take the drunken disorderly off the table even though i was justified for beating the brakes off of him um i just didn't want to have to deal with it but uh moose 1970 says almost got drunk and disorderly decent exposure for moving for my moving vehicle um, I'm sure that's a great story. Michael Hendricks says, was the state's rights dudes a wackadoodle? Yeah, in fact, he was a huge wackadoodle. But a couple of years later, he found me um, on social medias and sent me just the longest set of DMs about how um, that moment changed his life. He's been sober ever since. He's a youth counselor now. And, and I was like, oh, you know, Did I didn't he? respond to it. But um, I, I mean, I, you know, hopefully it did change his life. But, you know, the funny part about that was, was that, you know, he could have gone home with some felonies. I mean, Literally, he got into somebody else's minivan with somebody else in it and tried to drive away with it. Um, I mean, I and, and he says that he did it because he thought it was an Uber and they weren't letting him. I don't know. I mean, the dude was fucking rocked out of his mind uh, at a David Allen Co. concert. So. Let's wrap up this video because I think we still got like a minute left. Do we really? Yeah, because there's, there's the awkward part where like the chief was telling him like to not drive the car or something, even though I think this sergeant had a dog in the back. Okay, and let's he's see. Like, it. Chief, I gotta roll up the fucking window. We can't talk. I'm suspended. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm suspended. You're I'm going, going to home. And you're gonna wait for me there. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm suspended. Go you're gonna go I'm going home. You're gonna go in the and wait for me there. Let me work my crash. No, this no, is no, why no, I'm here. Billy, you're suspended. All right, if I'm suspended, then I'm not gonna wait inside. Nothing more. No, 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 Billy. You have to. You have to let me explain to you. Billy, you're suspended. Okay. Yes. Okay. Wait for me in there. That's an order. Can you do me a favor? Can you put your car where my car is so we're officers and first aid don't get run over, please? Thank you. Happen look at that look at that that chief's already like you know what your role is in here right you know what you know your place in the situation right and this poor guy this poor little old man looking down is like yes chief yes chief the dude the sergeant 
is in that fucking sitting there watching at the pillar going, you motherfucker, you're going to fuck me. This is like a, this is like a straight mafia movie. <laughs> like, dude, Billy, in all the meanwhile, Billy's... somebody's drunk and has smashed their car into somebody else. <laughs> no one cares because Billy's going to do his stint in prison, a.k.a. his suspension, right? He's going to do his time for the family. <laughs> the Don's over here cleaning up the mess. I love it. It's, <laughs> you can't write this stuff. <laughs> dude. Look at him. Stupid. There's some type of exchange between you and Sergeant Major. Okay, well, we're going to talk about that later. Really, really suspect. You're going to get this. What do you have here? What do you have? Wow. <laughs> we're trying to figure that out, Chief. Okay. Oh, oh, shit. I mean, in the there. Door. Yes, you're going to meet me in there. Go and put the door in right now. There's nowhere to put it. She's going to ruin the thing. Okay, we'll leave her in there. Go in. Go in. I'm done. I got people on the road. I want to make sure they're safe. I want to run you over, so watch out. No, 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 no. Come on. Go ahead. You know I love you. Come on. I know. What's wrong with you? Stop. Billy. Why would you do that to me? Stop. Billy. Stop. You got enough problems already, please. Oh my god. <laughs> Billy, you got enough problems already, Billy. God. I love you, Billy. You know I love you, but we gotta do this, Billy. Yeah. yeah. We gotta do this the hard way. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Hey, before we end it, for the can we play the fucking body slam just one more time, Josh? Yeah, well we got we got like 30 seconds left, right? I think, oh, yeah, yeah, because that's when you hear the dog. You're going to go in. I'm on a DWI. Get over here. Chief, I'm working. I don't have time to argue about a jacket, okay? Don't you touch me. Don't you touch me. Don't you fucking touch me. Hey, you know what? If more of this stuff happened, I mean, in a world of alpha people in the moment, in the zone, you go and try and pull this shit on somebody, that's what's going to happen to you. All right? I mean, and you, in, the, in the world of grown men, you can't just go touch another grown man and use your rank as a reason. And this chief got exactly what he deserves. Dude, I was wrong. Those aren't New Balances or even older. Like, those are like the Sacomis. <laughs> He's got like, his, green, his green lawnmower New Balances on. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> And they're untied. I mean, this guy's a drunk <laughs> basket case. Now, there's nothing. There hasn't been any charges yet or anything like that. And a lot of people have asked why. Why is there no uh, charges, or why is he still on paid administrative leave? At uh, now, there some reports say he makes two hundred four thousand dollars a year. Another report says that he makes one hundred seventy four k a year. I don't really care. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, that is a lot for a chief, especially with an 18 man department. I think the chief of police at Raleigh was only at like 150,000 and that's a 700 person uh, sworn officer, you know, not including all of your evidence techs and all the other administrative positions that, that we have in the city. We have 700 sworn and she was making 150. So if this dude's making 170,000 in Jersey with an 18 man department, that is a lot of money. Like, you th you think this police chief's the way he is? Imagine the mayor. Imagine how fucking. Oh. What are we no, they're in bed together. For what sure. are we going to do about this problem? You know, are you going to go no. take care of yourself, Billy? Oh no, no, Billy's the sergeant. Quita. What, hey, Quita, Quita, what are we going to, Chief Quita? What are we going to do, Chief? Chief, what are <laughs> yeah. we going to do? Listen, here's what's going to happen, Chief. You're gonna you're gonna put yourself into rehab right now, and what? And he's right then. It's a it's a medical. We can't talk yeah. about it. It's medical. You hear me, Chief? Go check yourself in, and then we, we let this thing ride. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So because that's what they're saying right now, that they can't, that it's a personal personnel matter, a personal personnel matter, um, and they can't, it can't be discussed at this time. I have seen this uh, in, in my own agency where somebody gets a DUI. They're going to get fired probably, um, but they check themselves into rehab. And so once that happens, nobody can touch them until – they're done with the rehab. So it gives them like six months of pay, four months of pay, however long rehab takes. Uh, I have, I have seen that. Um, and then they'll move them to maybe an administrative position. Um, if they keep fighting it, that was at least my experience with it. So, uh, if I had to guess in this scenario, that's what's going on. That's why they can't talk about it. That's why they're calling it a personal personnel matter. I'm sure that 
Chief Guida is in an outpatient, not an inpatient, but an outpatient. You know, he's where at, you just go he's to a couple of bar. meetings every yeah, day. Yeah, he's at the bar. They're like, yo, Chief, aren't you in rehab? <laughs> he's like, hey, don't fucking talk to me. Uh, they tried to make him go to rehab. He said, yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> Falconer says, oddly enough, she wants spaghetti now. Yeah, what a, what a very fun case, though. But I hope that answers up some of you guys' questions. In this case, we've been getting a lot of DMs um, for this. Did you say this wasn't a fun case? I said it was a fun case. Oh, this was probably the best case, dude. I, I yeah, loved I, it. Yeah. No, I mean, well, anytime like the chief of police is, and it, it, it really goes to show you what we've always said on the show. And that's why we've always been like the street cop. Uh, look, look, we've had people on this show that weren't street cops. We've had some IA guys on this show. We've had, we've had a lot of admin people. I try to give admin people the benefit of the doubt. I always get suckered into letting them come on the show. Um, and then they always go admin. So, uh, there, there's one guy that came on for a while, uh, not for a while, but for an episode. And I really didn't want to have him on. I really didn't want to have him go on a gaze and, and his social media. Now he is a clout chasing fucking yes, man, asshole, just trying to ca capitalize on his career. He doesn't want to, he has no identity other than this career. And I just hate people like that. And th th this is the same guy right here. This chief Leonard Guida is going to get past this. And five or six years from now, he's going to be leading chief conferences in a city near you. I yep. guarantee it. Yep. And I, I was going to say, I know the, I know the union loved this video, right? If, if there was a union rep that saw this video, when Billy went to him, he'd be like, Oh yes. We've what side do you think they take? Do you think that they take oh, the, 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 Billy's side? No. Well, first off, the union would take Billy's side because, right. the, the, but the problem is, is that an 18 man department, they're notorious. Oh wait, no, they're up North. Yeah. He's well, they're oh, in New yeah. Jersey. Yeah. He's got a union. The Jersey sure. shot. But you know, like in Florida, small departments down here, they don't unionize. You'll talk to cops. Right. You're like, I don't have a union. You're like, Oof. but I know that the union up there saw that video and they were like, Oh hell yeah. This chief, I bet you they're the ones that released it. <laughs> yeah. They've probably been trying to get rid of chief Guida for a while. And they're like, this is what we needed right here. Thank God, Guida. Thank God. Oh, but here's the thing. When he was like, look at your jacket, Sergeant. It's a fucking embarrassing. You're a Sergeant, for God's sake. I was like, I wanted to be like, Chief, look at your fucking sweatsuit, dude. Yeah. You're fucking. You look like you belong in a retirement home. Golf. Your fucking golf tournament fucking zip up and your new, re new balances. Yeah, what a freaking that's that that's that that's that old rich white money talk right there. Yeah. Guys never been guys had everything his whole life, you know, probably grew up in that city since he was a kid. You know, no no fucking real dude has put him in his place before. And it just happened to be on top of a patrol car in November of twenty twenty three. Oh man, yeah. This, well, it was a, a fun story uh to break down and um uh, what we know right now is that Guida is on paid administrative leave. Sergeant Billy is back on the streets. Yeah. Billy, you did a good job, Billy. We're going to reward you by putting you back on the streets. If I was Billy, I'd be like, dude, the emotional trauma, the yeah. hostile work environment. Yo, I would be getting paid from that city forever. I'd be like, my police chief assaulted me. Uh, he was drunk. But I was trying to do the Lord's work. In front work. of my coworkers. In front of my co Dude, Billy. Billy, call me. Billy, call me. Uh, give me 10%. I'll get you hooked up, Billy. I know <laughs> some people, Billy. We get the city of New Jersey to take the Jersey Shore to take this for you. I would. I swear to God, I, that would be my first move. I'd be like, yeah, the city's going to pay me for this one. You're paying that motherfucker $204,000 a year. You're about to give me like 10% of that. Congratulations. So <sighs> uh, thank you, Tyler. What do you all have next up on, on Antihero? Uh, we're actually, I'm leaving here and I'm going to go film with, uh, platinum Mike Perry, me and Brent, the yes. USC fighter turned uh, yep. bare knuckle boxer. Uh, yep. he's, um, and then Did we uh, see him at the bare knuckle fight. No, he, he fights for another league. Uh, not, oh, okay. not valor. He fights for another one, which I'm going to pick his brain about, you know, like what, what's, what's the difference? What's the more prominent? What one's going to last? Have right. you ever, have you ever considered, uh, working for Ken Shamrock and all that stuff? So and that, and then on Monday we've got a, um, a uh, Sam, former Sam Bernardino deputy sheriff. Now she's a Fox News. One of those. What do you call? It? What's Anthony do? What's his title? Political commentator. Commentator. 
He's she's a commentator for Fox News. Uh, her name is Megan McCarthy. Uh, oh she, yeah, dude, I love Megan McCarthy. Yeah, she's yeah, got a she, great podcast too. We just we just filmed with her. That's gonna be released. What? Yo, I mean, hang on. Let me let me just uh, hold on one second. Here we go. Uh, oh no, that's Sarah Gonzalez. Sorry, I was just listening to Sarah Gonzalez's podcast. Sorry, uh, I do know Megan McCarthy though as well. I, I was like, I was just listening to her, but no, it was Sarah Gonzalez, the other yeah. Fox News commentator. But uh, anyway, dude, that's so exciting. You guys are, are crushing it. Literally one of my favorite um, go-to luxury, not luxury, um, what do I call it? Uh, yeah, like a luxury podcast. Yeah. Like, like I, I go escape. to it just to be entertained. It's an escape. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Uh, you, We're not really that informative. We will well, I mean, throw the out stories that stuff. come out are insane. Yeah. You guys are great interviewers. So um that that's super exciting man and i can't wait to see where that goes uh guys go over there and check it out uh anti-hero podcast if you're still sticking around with us leave us a five-star rating review itunes spotify um give us uh head over to patreon it's less than a cup of coffee from starbucks per month three dollars a month gets you into our patreon lots of extra content today's patreon is up there was are we were we cyber attacked yesterday question mark my uh, uh dead leg and i break it all down of the all the upcoming uh all the ongoing cyber attack into the world as things that happened yesterday so go and check that out or take on that for myself from tyler anti-hero podcast from dead leg media producing the show for us guns up and giddy up <laughs>